We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jarrett McKenzie and DJ Baker. Baker. Listen oh, to me. my I call him DJ Baker. I call him DJ Baker all the all time. The time. <laughs> and the reason I do is we had a guy used to be around here who was helping DJ one time. Mm-hmm. And he came, back, right, he, he came back, and he's DJ Barker, by the way. Anybody who doesn't know, it's DJ Barker. He works for Hensler. He's mm-hmm. a managing associate in our, in our planning right. and implementation department. Easy for me to say. Yeah. Right? But uh, anyway, the Baker story. Let's mm-hmm. get that out. I got to get it out. You got to. Got to so uh, we have this guy. Name will be um, anonymous. anonymous at this point. We'll call him <laughs> Mr. Anonymous. Came to DJ one day and said, buddy, I've helped you out. I don't know who did it, but somebody put a bunch of R's in your last name, so I went and took them out. And I guess the guy thought his name <laughs> really was did. D.J. Baker. He thought it was Baker, and he he just corrected some some of the Mistakes. letters that I was mailing out and yeah. made sure he cleaned it up for yeah. him. He didn't even realize he owed you a favor, did he? Yeah, 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 D.J. Yes. Barker. Barker with an R. But his face, it was priceless <laughs> when I said, no, my name is actually Barker with an R. Yeah. Well, face, he was like, oh, boy, this is not. Yeah. Guys, uh, we got a... Good many questions this week um, that we can cover here. Um, one of them from uh, Roger from Snellville says, uh, I'm comfortable putting $10,000 in an account that I can't touch for a few years. That's a good thing. Uh, but I would like to keep the remaining 6000 in an account um, where the money is somewhat accessible in case of an emergency but uh, also has a higher interest rate. Should I put 10000 in CDs? And the remaining in a money market account, or should I be doing something else completely, like putting the 10000 in an ETF? So uh, probably the biggest overarching question is, you know, obviously you have this notion that you might need to be spending the money. That being the case, you probably are not, you're telling us that you don't have a reserve account, you know, for that uh, that uh, unplanned emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being the case, you probably ought to, Keep some of your money available, uh, liquid, and um, you know, money market accounts seem to be a reasonable way. But uh, sure. it, you know, you say, should I just put the ten thousand dollars in an ETF? Well, if you did happen to need to spend money at that time, you're going to be at the mercy of the market, and yeah. uh, that's one of the things that we try to avoid. Is Absolutely, putting people, clients, those that we advise, uh, at the mercy of the financial markets, especially the equities market, you never know what's going to happen next. Sometimes the markets, I mean, they always say, you know, the market is efficient. It might be efficient, but it's not always rational by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, uh, CDs, um, you know, CD versus money market, the question wouldn't have been even a question two years ago when <laughs> you couldn't right. get any interest on a on a money market account. But nowadays yeah. we're seeing some, some uh, yield coming back right. out of money market. Yeah. That's the benefit, Jerry. You talked that's about the, it early in the show. Yeah, I was going to say that's the flip side to the the argument we were having earlier, not argument, but just the discussion about that. You know, the the flip side to the rising interest rates. I mean, yeah, that might hinder your ability to to get the house that you want. It's going to make it more expensive and whatnot. But the other side to rising interest rates is that chances are you're going to be able to earn a little bit more on your money, and so. In cases like this, when you're, you're trying to decide what to put your money in, like Troy said, 
you know, a couple of years ago, this wouldn't have even been a question. It'd have been no brainer CD. Yeah, you were all getting one basis point on the money market account. Exactly. But now, I mean, it's a it's a reasonable question, and it's going to depend on you know which institution because they 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 do vary rates do on these money markets between institutions, and some of them have stipulations on how quickly you can get the money. Um, you know, but right. bottom line is it's still attractive enough to the point now where this is a reasonable question. Sure, absolutely. Now there's there's different types of money market accounts. You can have some that are based on corporate underlying holdings. Uh, they're going to give you the biggest yield. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have some that are government-based uh, underlying holdings. They're going to give you a bit of a lesser yield. Now, there is a difference. And these days, you've got to be very careful as to what you're doing. Uh, some of the money markets from a, a reform that was made in 2000 or on the heels of 2008 and 9, our previous recession, uh, actually have it so that your money can be locked up for as much as 10 days if you needed it and it was kind of a run on the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that money market account can fluctuate. The price doesn't always have to be a dollar anymore. And the other thing is they can take 2% of whatever you take out of the account yeah. if you try to take it at a time that's not convenient for the bank. So uh, be very careful in, in your decision here. The corporates are going to be most at risk. The government's probably not at risk for those things. Uh, it's kind of a way that the government put us in a spot where uh, they uh, they are saving us from uh, financial turmoil, in a sense. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I think you need probably to keep some powder driving. Guys, um, got another question here. Neil from Ballground uh, asks, if I'm delaying receiving Social Security benefits, should I still sign up for Medicare at age 65? So and that kind of ties in with our situation we were talking yeah, about earlier. Sure does. Uh, you guys... Yeah, a, I mean, I think opinion it's it? it's it, the question's a little vague, mm-hmm. so I definitely want to talk to Neil a little bit more in depth about why you're delaying. Obviously, because yeah, yeah, if you're continuing to work and you have health care coverage, then there could be benefit for maybe delaying right. your Medicare. Um, generally, it's going to be free for Part A, so why not sign up? Go, you know, go ahead and sign up. Mm-hmm. Sign up for A. Potentially sign up for B. I don't. Again, depends on what's happening that will give us the details on that. But if you delay. You can definitely delay A, but if you start delaying B and you should have signed up, then there can be a premium increase when you decide to sign up. Mm-hmm. You know, so if once you miss that, yeah, and then you'll, yeah. depending on the reason why you're delaying, could depend on how much you're actually going to pay in that increase in premium, because I believe it's up to 10% of uh, an increase, which will be forever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you, you look at, you do the math on that into perpetuity, that could be a really meaningful increase. Uh, exactly. So I'd like to know why you're delaying, but I think, yes, I mean, there's no reason, you know, if you're, if you're able to get the, the, at least a for free and you're currently working, you can delay getting B mm-hmm. if it's in good reason and they will Medicare will answer all those questions for you for sure. But I think, yeah, go ahead and sign up and let's at least call in, let's have a conversation as to why Exactly. Yeah, and, and if you do have that insurance through your employer, check with them, too, because a lot of them, if you're eligible for Medicare, they're going to try to push you to do that so that they become secondary insurance for uh, that potentially. And so it's important to try to coordinate it because, you know, if, if not, I mean, they're, they're still going to – it's extra coverage, right? They do coordinate benefits. So maybe if you still have a 20% copay through your, your job-based insurance – it may putting the two together may actually help you cover more of your insurance cost each year. Uh, so it, it does need to be coordinated. I agree with DJ. I mean, we got to we got to talk to Neil a little bit more, but uh, you can you can still sign up if yeah. you're delaying. Even if you have a secondary, and I know we talk about it with clients all the time, you know, with Medicare, it's a secondary coverage, right? So you you have 
two insurance coverages at that point, which most people never have the need. Right. But we've also seen clients having a you know a sickness mm-hmm. they didn't sure. expect, mm-hmm. which sure. can help cover, or a car accident yeah. can help cover. So you know, well, even with cost rising like it's, they are, yeah, you I mean, just you, you know what option. It's not a bad idea, right? To to just go ahead and sign up, even if you're working for a few more months and you just don't want to. Don't want to do it. I think it's a good idea to have the conversation. Go ahead, and it, it does take some time to get enrolled. So start the enrollment process, and and you know, give us a call. Let's talk through it. All right, good deal. Uh, got another one here. Tyler from Sandy Springs writes, and man, is this ever a, a great topic at the moment? Uh, like the S and P 500, my portfolio is overweight in technology. I really want to pair back and position myself more defensively. Good job. That's what yep. we want to yep. hear. Uh, do I keep uh, one or two big names uh, like Alphabet, IBM, or a- Apple, or do I go for an ETF to ride the sector? So here's the thing. Uh, I think ETFs have become so popular, and uh, their performance over the last nine years has been awesome relative to active management. In fact, it's actually gotten to the point where a lot of folks will say, well, what's the reason that you would ever want to have active uh, manager manage your portfolio, ETFs beat it all the time. Well, they beat it sometimes. I'll tell you this. On the upside. Active management is generally more conservative than the overall index. And the reason that they are this way as a group, and I know all of them aren't, but, you know, as a group they generally tend to be, um, because they have this thing in the back of their mind, it's called asset preservation, you know, just because you made a bunch of money, if there is a downturn, an unexpected yeah. uh, dip in the market, they don't want to participate in that piece near as much. So they position themselves so that they're a bit more conservative. So if it were me and you're looking to reposition and everything's up in the air, obviously there's some reasons why you might want to consider using an active manager, a uh, a, a mutual fund would be a way to do that. And uh, there's some good ones out there. Uh, in the technology sector, they only focus on that sector, or you could use an exchange-traded fund. So, um, you know, there's a few funds that you could consider. Um, one of them is uh, ticker symbol IYW, which is uh, iShares U.S. Technology. Um, it actually tracks the Dow Jones, not the S&P, so it hasn't appreciated quite as much as uh, as the S&P would have. Uh, you can go with a Vanguard. Both of these are going to be really low expense ratios. Um, but uh, let me see if I can get these pages apart, and I'll tell you exactly what the ticker is. Um, but the, the thing is, the, the Vanguard version has actually done better. The VGT. Is VGT. Exactly. Thank you, DJ. And um, one thing that I'll tell you is this. If you have enough money if your assets are sufficient that you could diversify using individual stocks and let's face it if you just have ten thousand dollars invested you probably are going to be better to go with something that is a buy a portfolio not a stock yeah. and the portfolio mm-hmm. is going to be either an exchange traded fund or a mutual fund if you've got enough money to uh, diversify yourself in individual stocks especially if you're using a taxable account i would prefer to see you do that right and there's a reason. A very good one. Yes, absolutely. So if you have individual securities that you've purchased and you see a decline in one of them while the others are going up, or maybe you see a decline in all of them, you can actually realize those losses during the year and get a break on your taxes. 
Yep. You can't necessarily do that. I mean, I've talked about this before on the show. S&P 500 quite often is up for the year. But more often than not, you've got a big chunk, sometimes as much or more than 25% of the individual securities that are in the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. If you just own the ETF and it's up, guess what? you got no losses. If you own the individual securities underlying, you can claim those losses in the year. You still get a gain overall if your portfolio relatively closely tracks the S&P 500. But guess what? you got a tax break and a gain. Yeah. What's the like? What's not the like about that? Right. <laughs> right. All right, guys. That's uh, kind of the end of our show. What do you think? Market up or down next week? DJ. I'm going up. Oh, cool. Gotta be up from All here. All right. Well, it's rebounding already. I'm saying up. I say it every year. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.